Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. I'm super excited that you're here hanging out with me today. And for this intro, at least, it's just me, uh, but we're gonna, I'm going to be bringing you a birth story today. Now, if you've been a long-time listener of the show, that you know that on Tuesdays, that's normally when we publish our birth stories, and then Saturday, we'll publish a conversation between Sarah and I, where we talk about some parenting or birth-related topic. But this past week has been a week in where Sarah and I have been fully engrossed in parenting, because this has been the week that we started potty training baby Maya. So... Needless to say, uh, we underestimated. <laughs> we underestimated how much recording time we were going to have because potty training really has um, just taken up a lot of our of our of our focus, right? Because that's one of the keys. You got to focus on the little baby. So we've been been doing that and playing that game with Maya, and you know it's been an up and down experience, and kind of like a lot of new things with parenting, you you kind of go into it with one set of expectations and and sometimes the, they get completely shattered. And uh, for me, potty training has been so interesting, man, so interesting. And uh, I actually want to put a call out there for anybody who's got some potty training tips. You know, if, if you've gone through it and you walked away with obviously a greater appreciation for that process, but some some tips or some strategies, things that you found very, very effective um, we would love to hear them. Sarah and I would love to hear them. And we'll actually probably do an episode all about potty training uh, later on. So right now, the stage that we are in, just to give context, uh, baby Maya knows when she needs to pee or poo, and she lets us know about half a second before she pees or poos. So uh, <laughs> that has, has created some, some uh, floor, what is the, what's the right word? Uh, the pee and poo has hit the floor a lot of times. 
So if you have any tips for that stage of potty training, we are so open to receive them. And like I said, we'll take them and kind of put them all together into a potty training episode for all of you soon-to-be parents and, and new parents who might be getting ready for that stage in your child's life. So send those over to hello at diahpodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram. What is our Instagram handle? You know, Sarah Sarah uh, does all the Instagram stuff, so sometimes I don't even remember. Um, but the handle is at diahpodcast. So you can DM us there or shoot us an email and give us your potty training tips and advice and wisdom, all of that great stuff. So before I get into describing our birth story that we're going to be listening to today, I got to give a shout out to our awesome, awesome sponsor, and that is Milk and Honey. So Milk and Honey is this really amazing company um, that creates, I just think it's such a cool thing, breast milk jewelry. They, they make these handcrafted, custom-made pieces of jewelry that can be made from breast milk or even placenta, if you've like encapsulated, encapsulated your placenta, um, or even hair, you know, pieces of your baby's hair. They take those materials and they pour so much love and attention into them and they create these beautifully unique, awesome pieces of jewelry. It's so cool. The website is milkandhoney.jewelry, so go check them out. And we have one. Sarah um, actually has a ring that's made from her breast milk. And so what they did is, is uh, Sarah you know, pumped. And this is right at the very end of, of our breastfeeding experience. So Sarah pumped, and then she sent in the milk to Milk and Honey, and they took that and did their whole magical, amazing process and turned it into this stone that is set inside this, this gold ring. Um, and it's just a, such a cool piece of jewelry, but it's really a cool keepsake from the breastfeeding experience. Because, you know, that experience is very intimate. It's very special. It's very personal between mama and baby. So to be able to have some something that you can, something tangible that you can keep with you forever as a reminder of that experience, um, I think is truly awesome. And so you actually don't even, if you're going to use breast milk, it doesn't even need to be fresh breast milk. It can be um, some that maybe you've you've stored in the freezer. Um, they can take that as well. So we are through Milk and Honey. We're giving uh, 15% off of your order. So when you go to their website, which again, milkandhoney.jewelry, and you use the code D-I-A-H, all capitalized, D-I-A-H, you get 15% off of your order. So go check them out. They make amazing gifts, and um, really, we love them. So Milk and Honey, M-I-L-K-A-N-D-H-O-N-E-Y dot jewelry, and tell them that doing it at home sent you. All right. So today's birth story is an awesome one, and we are talking to Ramey Botner. So I'm not going to give you a lot of details, because this is just a, a super cool story. What I, what I will say is that, you know, Ramey and, uh, and her husband, Adam, you know, it was a journey to get to, to this birth where they brought their beautiful baby boy, Otis Earthside. And so you're going to hear... Ramy's journey and all the things that that they experienced and went through. And there were three aspects of the birth I thought were super cool. And uh, I'm going to tease them. The first is puppies. Puppies, yes, like little dogs. 
The second is music. Rami had this awesome playlist. And the third is the solar eclipse. So that's all I'm going to tell you. There was puppies, music, and solar eclipse. And now you got to go listen to the episode to understand what the heck I'm talking about. So I know you're going to love it. Here is Rami Botner's birth story. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Ramey. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am lovely. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for, for coming on the podcast. And we're excited to hear your birth story. I'm excited to tell. This will actually be the first full time I have told someone I love that wow we're honored yeah this is it. That's amazing. That's actually come up once or twice on the show that mamas, once we go through the conversation, we get to the end and they realize, wow, I haven't really talked about this since birth. And for some, it might be a few months or maybe even longer than that. So that just gets me even more excited. Um, yeah. So t- kick us off with just telling us a little bit about you and your family and where you are, what you're up to. So, I mean, me and my husband, we got married like four years ago we actually got married with only knowing each other um, about four months. Um, and we got, we moved in together one week and got married the next month. It was pretty wild. Um, I, um, her kids were never really like in our plan, so to say. I've always been told I couldn't have kids. Um, so it wasn't even a, a big issue. Um, you know, like we never thought about it. And uh, I've always I've always wanted kids, but instead I got dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the fur babies. (laughs) You know, like it was, I needed something uh, to take care of. I am a cancer. I have such a mother to everything and everyone. So um, dogs just happen to come around easier than babies do most of the time. Um, So we we lived in Nashville. Um, He is amazing musician so he was doing all the music in Nashville and I was along for the ride um which was so wonderful all of our friends um he's known for like 15 years were there it's been 
it was a wonderful experience. And uh, but now we uh, we just moved to Kentucky. We're both from Kentucky. We moved back home once we had Otis, and uh, it's beautiful. Our family's here. We're really enjoying. We live on a farm, so we have dogs and now a baby who's running wild. He just started crawling. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> going so fast. So everything's wild right now, and me and my husband are doing so wonderful. Which is, I know a lot of people told me while I was pregnant, like the first year is the hardest on the marriage, and we hadn't been married long. I mean, we didn't know each other much longer than we were married, so um, everything was just so new. So I was really worried, and everything has just been so blissful. Every day is just amazing. So I'm super lucky right now. <laughs> That sounds amazing. Wow. The way you describe yeah. everything it sounds idyllic. I love it. Yeah, that's a great perspective yeah. to have. Um, and I, I, um, I'm hoping for mamas out there who are preparing for birth, you know, first time moms, especially, you know, who may have been getting similar feedback, like you got about the hardship of the first year and the strain on the marriage. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, if there are hard times, that doesn't mean that's what defines the entire experience. And you also don't need to be looking for those hard times to happen. Like you don't like, you don't have to be sitting waiting for the shoe to drop type of thing. Right. Well, I mean, there's just going to be so much more to this. Like this first year is just like, just to test you. Like, you know, like it's just (laughs) like to put you out there and like, make sure your head's in the right spot for both of you. I mean, my husband has gone through it as much as I have. Poor thing has had to go through everything, but from a different point of life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just been, it's awesome to watch both of us grow so much in such a little time Mm. because of another human being. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So (laughs) that little human being, um, let, let's take a, a, a look at that for a second. You were told you couldn't have children and it wasn't really on the radar for you guys, but then what happened when you did get pregnant or what was the conversation and the energy around that? Well, well you know, I, um, we actually, two years into our marriage, I got pregnant and we had, um, a really intense miscarriage, uh, led me to a hospital, for a couple of days, blood transfusions. Um, it was really intense for both of us. Um, so after that, it was kind of like one mind blowing that I got pregnant, um, which is amazing, but at the same time, very heartbroken, Mm -hmm. um, that all of that happened. And then we were like, well, obviously we just gonna, are going to wait for a couple of years, just whenever, you know, um, and years went by and nothing, nothing. And I, I've never, I don't have periods. So for me, I was wow. like, I can't get pregnant. Like, honestly, like I, I thought that was the way it happened. Like if you don't have a period, you can't get pregnant. Something along those lines. Um, and sure enough, I mean, like, I just remember being in the bathroom and I was so sick to my stomach and Adam was like, I think you're pregnant. And I was like, there's no way. And I just remember like, denying it for probably like two weeks and then I finally got a pregnancy test I was pregnant and it was just like very overwhelming for both of us like in awe like or like how did this happen and then all of the emotions came up from before like I can't get excited like this is what happened the last time like it was just way it was a very high low point for both of us 
and he was doing so well in like everything that he was doing at the moment and the music and stuff that was kind of like not bad timing, but just like very surprising and like, where are we going from here? Um, and then, I mean, kind of after that, it was kind of, we had a lot of scary moments and, and finding out like our thing of it is like uh, eight weeks we were in the ER because I was bleeding. Um, I had an emergency visit. Um, I was bleeding. I have a hemorrhage, so they called it. Um, but I panicked um, because it was the same situation I had gone through with the miscarriage. And here I was again, heavily bleeding, heavily cramping and just afraid it was already like almost within two weeks of how it happened before. So it was like, this is what's happening again. Like I'm going through this again. Like my heart is already starting to break. Like this is, it was just like way too much all at once. And then, um, but then I found out it was a hemorrhage. Baby was fine. Mm. Everything was going great. Um, and they said I would on and off bleed for hopefully until it healed. They said, you know, it shouldn't be, but a couple of weeks, but I did that on and off for four, four and a half months. And wow. And it was heavy, like heavier than it, like to my mind that it should have been. Uh-huh. Like things were not okay because th- there's no way I could do this. My my pregnancy, like four months into it, like I should not be doing this. Um, I actually had two ER visits because one time at work I had a gush of blood and I was just like, this is it. Like this is it again. And that was at uh, like 14 weeks. So at that point I was like very like heart heart into it you know I this was my baby like I was growing a baby I was dead set on this like around this time supposedly you know like you're you can ease your mind and things and and then all of a sudden you know it came back with full vengeance and you know I was super we were both really scared it up until like 25 weeks it was like just a roller coaster of emotions for both of us I mean, obviously my hormones are crazy and he's dealing with me. So it's like, and you, you know, dealing with doctors and things that I hadn't really planned on dealing with, um, with doing a home birth. I didn't plan on doing all of the doctor visits and the ER visits and scans and checks and all that. But um, that came with the bleeding. Like it was like I had to ease both of our minds. I had to know my baby was okay. It was an everyday struggle to know if he was okay or not, sure. which at the time I didn't know it was he, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was very intense. Yeah. It was a really rough first couple months. I mean, on top of just all things pregnancy, like I had gallbladder issues and I slept on the floor for the first four months because my sciatic nerve was so painful that I could not sleep in like anything too soft. It had to be like, the floor mm. and it was just you know as, on top of just dealing with everything it was really tough for several months um it really put my heart in a different spot really like I think most people are overexcited and you know just like can't wait to be a mother and a mine I was just worrying about my everyday case like yeah just oh, getting gonna- through it yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, like, uh, don't act too crazy today. Like, <laughs> control the pain. Like, you know, like, don't push everyone away. 
because eventually you'll need them. Um, but, you know, it was really tough. It was really tough. Uh, I, have, I have a question about the hemorrhaging itself. So what exactly did that mean was happening? Or are you fully clear on what was what it was so that you were bleeding that much, but baby was fine and it was kind of separate from, from baby? What, yeah. what was hemorrhaging exactly? Yeah, so hemorrhaging was just... It, it was a hemorrhage, but it was um, inside of the uterus, but not inside of the sac. So oh. it wasn't bothering him at all. It had nothing to do with him, which was awesome. But it doesn't matter what they tell you, like my mind bleeding that much. Sure. I didn't mean like passing clots and everything. Like it was like a full on period yeah. for that many months. And um, for me, that was just wild that a body could lose that much blood while also like growing a baby inside. Um, and they just, but I guess normally they're usually, mine was pretty large. They said, so they just dissolve, they go away on their own and it like heals themselves. And then most of the time it's usually, um, between like 10 to 12 weeks when they finally do, which, you know, that's not too bad, but mine lasted, um, a lot longer than that. I'm not for sure why, but it did finally heal on its own, hmm. but it took forever. It seems. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you mentioned it was really, Oh, go ahead. It was just a really a whirlwind of being pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, you mentioned the home birth decision in there and that, um, you know, you guys had, we're planning the home birth and then, all with the hemorrhaging and everything, it kind of brought in some of those hospital elements. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that home birth decision that you and Adam made and how you arrived at it? So I have, like I said, I never, I was never, I was told I was could never have kids. So that thought in my head, actually, I've never even thought about birth. Like birth was never even at all until I had, um, until I was actually pregnant. Um, for the second time, like even during the first time, it was too quick. Didn't think about it. Um, but the second time I was like, okay, so this is happening. And I was so like the couple of like, probably like six months before I got pregnant, I was so into finding myself. I had started Kundalini yoga. I was doing all this art, um, everything for myself. Um, and I was learning to love myself and my body and there was no doubt about it that like as soon as I got pregnant I was like oh like I don't like doctors anyway like I don't like the whole situation I feel like pressured every time I go in there um so I was like this is home birth is what I'm gonna do um but in saying that um yeah with the hospital visits and everything they kind of make they made me feel I would say other people feel like this. They made me feel like I needed to be there. Like I needed to uh, rely on them, so to say, for everything during my pregnancy. Like I wouldn't be okay unless I had the test, unless I had the ultrasounds, unless like they told me things were okay, even though like inside, like it wouldn't have mattered if things would have, like I could have handled it. And um, looking back on it now, like, I wish I hadn't like had a doctor for my month, you know, like I, I knew my baby was fine after a certain point And, but you know, I felt like I needed to go, but, um, my husband, as soon as I 
told my husband I was thinking of a home birth. He was like, absolutely. Um, absolutely. There was no, no question about it, really. Um, we knew a couple of people um, in town that had just had home birth. And I hadn't actually spoke to them about home birth um, because we had planned on moving from Nashville to Kentucky. Um, so I knew I couldn't get involved with a midwife in Nashville or look or anything because I was going to move. So it seemed kind of pointless to me to do that. Um, so I kind of spent a lot of time just like in this in between world of like knowing I'm going to do a home birth, but having nothing planned for it. Um, up until about 30 weeks actually. <laughs> so if in my mind, I had it all planned out though. Like I had a list of things I wanted and how it was going to be. And I, I searched online for midwives in the area we were going to be in, but it is actually um, illegal, so to say, to have home births in Kentucky. Um, so my midwife choice was down to like three people. Um, so that was very overwhelming. So I just kind of put it off until the very last minute. I was like, I know I'm going to do this. And even if I do it free birth, like, I'm going to do it. Like, I know I can do it. My heart and mind is set to it. I have my husband, like, it'll be fine. But my family thought otherwise too. I will say that. Um, I don't, I know a lot of mamas deal with that when home birth comes up. Uh, family is not into it. They <laughs> disagree. Yeah, you know, like they, they have gotten to that same idea that the hospitals are the only, like we couldn't survive without them. And like, but I kept telling people, like, I mean, how do you think people did it before all of these? Like, women have been having babies for all of life. Like, the only thing you know, the only reason we all exist. And they weren't always doctors, like, you know. And it's just it's funny to see people's reactions. And uh, even my closest family was um, pretty distant for a while about it. They just were, uh, we just didn't talk about it. It was a, a non, non-spoken idea. Yeah. They didn't think I would go through with it either. <laughs> I think a lot of people, you know, like they scared, they scared, people think they get scared. And I'm, with all the things that happened, like there was a point where I was like, you know, I mean, this is actually a lot tougher than what I thought it was going to be, you know. Um, but I had my husband throughout the whole thing that just, and all my f- close friends were like, yes, yeah, home birth. Absolutely. Like, I can't believe you would think anything else. So it was like knowing me, that was, I love home. I love, I'm a, not a homebody, so to say, but I do, I love to make my space sacred and anywhere I move, I do. And it's kind of my thing. Mm. So I love to bring people home and mother them. That's what I've always done. So it was just perfect. That's amazing. Birth was the only option. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, everything you really. described. So what I heard when you described a lot of that is it sounds like a lot of that self-love and self-care work that you did before getting pregnant um, really, uh, really, uh, what's, what's the, like did the job. Like it sounds like all of that, yeah. I mean, along with everything else. Um, just prepared you for this space to trust yourself, to know what you want, move with intention and focus on the things that would serve you, like having Adam there as a support and having your friends and just, just knowing what resonated with you. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I agree. I I do think that even now, like, I'm so grateful that I started the journey of, like, self-love beforehand because I don't know if I would have been strong enough to do it throughout everything um, because of how difficult things were for me. It really can wear you down, but like I was so, yeah, like I set my intentions high for this and I just kept going back to to love. Like love was where everything started and how it was going to end. So, Mm. So I want to jump into a really cool aspect of your birth that you shared with me when we emailed before setting up this interview. And that was that you started getting contractions on the night of the total solar eclipse. Yes. Um, Talk to me about that. Um, that is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was so wild. Um, well, I will go back like two days before that. Um, I actually, my due guest date, so to say, was um, on Friday. Uh, we we went into a midwife and uh, had an irregular heartbeat, got sent to the emergency room, um, had like an intervention by the hospital because home birth was not safe, oh, man. so to say, <laughs> um, which was really intense. Got my husband all like fired up, um, end up having an ultrasound. Everything was absolutely perfect. Nothing was wrong. Just had, he was just a full-term baby. They said like things like this happened. And I was like, perfect. Okay. Um, and then two days later, we are on a hike, and I, I was like, I'm going to move this baby out. Like it's, I, you know, it's dead summer and mm-hmm. it's hot, and <laughs> like I need to just get in some water. We went on a hike, and as we were sitting there with our dogs, I was just like, it would be crazy if he came tomorrow, like the solar eclipse. Like we were all so excited. Like I am driven by the moon um my emotions and everything are just so in tune with the moon um so I just had this feeling and you know it was just oh you know what he'll come when he wants to come um we spent all day just like enjoying the eclipse like everyone else um we spent the time outside when it was dark during the day um and actually just like an hour from us is like one of the places they said was the perfect spot to see the solar eclipse from. Um, so, you know, we had a really good view of everything and we had glasses and it was great. And then um, around like 1030, I just was like, I have to get in the shower. I don't know. There was just like this urge to get in the shower. I was like, I'm just like not feeling well. I'm going to get in the shower. And as I'm sitting in the shower, I, I'm having this pain, but honestly, this pain was not 
what I guess I had just got in my mind that these contractions were going to be just like knock me to the floor. Like I wasn't going to be able to do anything. And so I was like, these are not contractions. Like I've had Braxton Hicks, like maybe this is just it. Like it's not a big deal. And then um, my husband was like, I'm going to time them. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And they, they started out like instantly, like three minutes, every three minutes. And it was just like, on and on and I was like okay and my husband's like I'm calling midwife right now and I was mm. like okay so I mean within like she was um like I said we live out in the middle of nowhere so my doula and midwife had to travel over an hour and a half to get here um so that was kind of like always in my mind like to make sure we call early but then the three minutes really got to me and I was like I think this is like really happening fast I don't know but you know like I feel like three minutes like we can have this baby anytime. So we were, we had this, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to ourselves at home where I was like, I'm going to get everything ready. Like, you know, like we had this amazing day, um, just like in the divine moon situation all day. And then I was kind of unprepared. So to say, as much as I prepared, I was unprepared when it was actually happening. Um, panicking like I needed we needed to fill up the tub and like how are we really going to fill this tub up this is a big tub like what if it's not done quick enough or what if the water's cold and it was just an overwhelming situation there for like a really quick minute and then I turned my birth playlist on and it was all gone it was like cool like everything kind of disappeared the music is like such a big deal like I said my husband's a musician so like it was I was missing something and that was it like I needed to calm down and I was getting my husband in a panic and me in a panic. So it was just like, ah, we finally calmed down. And I mean, and the moon was also beautiful that night. So I kind of just like hung out and waited and enjoyed each other for the like hour and a half, which was so lovely. I mean, which we had been doing that all day, but it's just, it was like the last little moments before, you know, you never have free time again, so to say. So it's like, it was really, it was really special. Um, we kind of hung out with my dogs. Uh, it was just, my dogs were at, at home with me during all of my labor, um, which was super lovely. I mean, I, I just, when my contractions started, it was like they knew, um, which is so crazy to see an animal instinct like that happen. Um, I mean, they were right by my side. I, mean, I have a deaf dog, so, like, he couldn't, like, hear me or, like, mm-hmm. hear us, but he was by my side. Like, he knew something was going on, which was just a really, they were really, like, pivotal point in my labor. Like, every time I got kind of a little overwhelmed, like, it was, they soothed me right back down, which was so awesome. Another part of home birth that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, so <laughs> I told you my fur babies were my first babies. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. I, I want to ask a question real quick about the playlist you created because you mentioned you spent quite a bit of time preparing that. And I know other mamas out there might be doing that. So I was just wondering if there were one or two key pivotal songs that you could recommend or that helped you. <laughs> um, so, there, oh man. <laughs> so there is, yes. There was a plenty on there, and I had such a variety of music on there. Um, it was kind of weird, um, <laughs> but I had 
um, there's a band of beautiful women. They're not really a band. They're like a chorus, so to say, called Beautiful Chorus. Um, and they just do a lot of mantras. And there's a ton of women that sing on them. And it is just pure harmony. Um, their voices are just so soothing and perfect. Um, and actually, a random rap song is called Apparently. And it just kind of brought me to tears almost every single time. Um, and Nako, Medicine for the People, he um, he has a song called Wash Away that really hit me because of the whole aspect of water and letting all of that pain just, like, wash away. And, like, it's, it's a very beautiful tribe song, so to say. So, like, brings up a lot of, like, ancestral like feelings and like just reminded me that like people have been doing this forever and women are just like so strong and beautiful and they've just been doing all of this and he talks about a grandma which my grandma partly raised me so it was just like uh you know and i during my playlist i i i told my doula and my husband i explained every time a song came on i explained uh, why I chose that song because mm. it was kind of at the time it was very important to me on what songs I had on there obviously um, mm. I was bringing a child and you know it really meant a lot uh, I don't know what I I did I spent about three months actually making that playlist um, and I actually share it with the new mamas that I know I'm like here like this is what helped me um, but it was very special because they got me through my contractions, really like being able to laugh and tell stories about these songs and remembering when I first heard the song, mm. you know, and just having those emotions all over again. You know, if, when you hear a song, sometimes it's like first love, like you get all these emotions and feelings in your stomach that just like are overwhelming sometimes. And so to have all that feeling of like remembering these great times I had with this music. It just yeah. was very important. It was awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very cool. And yeah. if, uh, yeah, if you share a link to the playlist, we'll put it on the website and, um, yeah. you know, just the music is powerful and it's such a great thing to have. If, if you connect with music, then creating a playlist or just selecting a few tracks, um, is such an awesome thing to, to go to. It really, yeah, during it that, really is. I like to say that now, like Otis, knows those songs and I'm not like you know like it could be just me um but I still I play it constantly still um but I played it so much during my birth um you know pregnancy birth and after that like it's very special now that he will always know that um so it was kind of every time I hear a song now like off the playlist like I I get to remember you know, my birth, which is very special. And I think a lot of mamas, like, like I didn't have a photographer, but I wish I did, but I do have the music. So it does take me back to where I was, mm. which is an awesome feeling. Yeah. I love that. So where you were in bringing Otis Earthside, what, what was happening then, you know, tell us about the moment he was born. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the contractions were so like easy and not painless but not what I was expecting and I I was I felt great like I felt I wanted to like move and I wanted to just I wanted my husband around I really needed him there my poor doula kind of I love her so much but she 
I felt at the end that I didn't use her, so to say, because I didn't speak to her like the entire time. I just needed my husband. Um, and I got in the tub and it was a very special time between me and him. Um, it was not warm enough for me ever. I love hot water. So it was like, I need it warm, warm. So he spent time filling up my tub and like filling up my soul. I feel like every time, like he was refilling the love I needed every single time, like warming me back up, which was just so powerful. Like every single time he did it and, you know, like a pat on the back and a rub of the hair. And it was like, I was just getting through this. Um, and I mean, it was happening so quickly. And I was like, you know, like he's going to be here soon. And then all of a sudden I felt this overwhelming sensation of fear almost in which I had not felt at all. Um, I felt like I couldn't do it. Like this, like I, I made a mistake. Like I, and it was so overwhelming in that I knew that I couldn't talk about it out loud because talking about it out loud means that I actually felt it that I actually was scared and I was not going to let myself do that. Like I was so brave through everything. Like I, I was meant for this and, but it was very overwhelming. So I just kept breathing through it and like having him, having my husband coming in and out of the room was like a very nice reminder of like, let me think my own thoughts. But then, Oh, there's my husband, like back in a circle of love like reminding myself, like, it's fine. And then I noticed that that feeling had turned into pain. Like my overwhelming fear had turned into a pain that I knew was not right. And I, and so I told my midwife, which she had just been kind of hanging out, um, not trying to bother me, letting me just, I was, I was a very independent birther, so to say. So, um, I can't, I just told her, I was like, something is, something's not right. Like I, I went from way high to like super low and, um, one minute and she, um, asked me if she wanted to check me and which I was kind of weary about, and, but I said, yes. Um, and she realized that my sack had not burst. So I like, when I felt down there, um, you could feel it. I had a bulge of a sack. You could feel how tight it was. And it was hurting me so bad. Like it felt like the worst burn you could possibly imagine. Like, obviously you're pushing this out, but it is just burning. It's raging. And I just panicked. Um, and she was like, it's fine. Let's just burst it. And I was like, okay. And I mean, as soon as I burst it, that over, like it, that fear and all of the pain just like went away. And it was just like back to love. And within like, I like yelled for husband. I was like, Adam, like, this is it. Like, who cares about the water? Like, I'm fine. Um, and within like three pushes, he was out. He was done. So like, it had taken me so long to realize that like, I wasn't moving further because of my sack. And then it's funny how that brought on that fear. And I mean, and it all just happened so quickly. And as soon as he was, I was actually um, not like I was, uh, I was squatting, but over the pool. So I did not grab him. I honestly was just too tired to feel like I could hold myself up. Um, 
So I just let the midwife catch him and oh, it was just so perfect. He came out and just was, you know, just beautiful. Everything you ever thought. And it's funny how that happens. <laughs> it's like so overwhelming that like, you know, at that moment, like things happen so quickly that it was, it's like almost a distant memory now. Like mm. it was like everything leading up felt so slow. And then as soon as he was there, it was like, ah, it was just like so fast and so amazing. My placenta came pretty fast. Um, but I mean, I instantly held him. He was covered in vernix, which was just so beautiful to me. Um, and he wanted to latch instantly. So like I couldn't even do anything like I had to sit down instantly like sit back and hold him and he was latched and it was just very phenomenal so I sat in my pool for probably like 15 20 minutes just you know in awe of everything not speaking I didn't know what to say there was not much to say but it was a very wonderful experience wow that's awesome that's incredible so many feelings (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was something else. Wow. 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 That's just, and how was Adam when Otis arrived? Oh yeah. I hate to say this, but I was so in my own world that like, (laughs) I, I was just like blown away. Like, I can't believe I just did this. (laughs) And like, this is this little baby I've been growing inside of me. And like, uh, you know, and there was no, I mean, I remember, like, me and Adam, like, I remember looking at him and, like, just, he was crying. And it was beautiful, but it was just, like, I couldn't even think about him at the moment. Like, oh, there's something else. Like, this is what love is. Mm-hmm. Like, all this time we were working on our, you know, our relationship just to grow this one. And it was just, oh, it was too much. <laughs> it was too much. That's beautiful. Um, you don't need to hate saying that at all. You enjoy that bubble. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. Um, but like now, like asking him about it, you know, he was just like, you, you did so good. And like, you were so strong. And now he was like, I can't believe you were so quiet. Cause I didn't, I was a very quiet birther. I kept mm-hmm. everything inside. I knew that if I let it out, I think I would have uh, been too much. So to say, like I would have got too much into it. And I it was just, yeah, my birth was after that sack was done. I was, it was on. I was <laughs> like, we are having this baby right now. Like, I don't know. It took so long, <laughs> you know? Um, and I had no clue that my sack didn't break because I had been in the water for so long right. that I just, I felt like I should have, I w- and I was in the shower when my contraction started. So like, I didn't know if I, I just didn't feel it or what. And it was just, it hadn't burst on its own. Um, so, mm. and I guess it was just that easy just to burst it. <laughs> so, and then he was waiting on that, which is awesome. So you're awesome, Ramy. Yeah, Thank you, you are. so much. I mean, <laughs> gosh. Uh, I, go ahead, Matthew. Had oh, I was just to say, this has been an incredible experience hearing your story and um, yeah, just thank you. your journey with it, because it was a journey for you, and and you know, it, it sounds like it really spanned a number of years. And uh, to hear how it, it culminated in baby Otis's birth, it, you know, it's just, it's all beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, something special. It instantly, I, I know a lot of mamas probably feel this way, but it instantly, like afterwards, I was like, 
I could do this a thousand times. If they were all like this, like, I could have all the babies. Like, you know, know, birth was beautiful and life-changing and, you know, it makes you want to do it again. I mean, like, obviously in time, but um, that just having that overwhelming feeling of love is just so intense. And, I mean, I I know that every mama feels that way. I mean... And I'm so proud to be one of those mamas. So, mm. uh, Ramy, thank you so much again for being here, hanging out with us, yeah. sharing your story. Thank you to Otis and thank you to Adam as well. And love to them. And uh, you're you're awesome. Yeah, you're a rock star. So much. The perfect Mother's Day gift, you guys. Thank you. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>